0: This is Kyle Uzchek and you're listening to Nothing But Niners.
1: This is Charles
0: Haley. You're listening to
1: Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handle, takes to the gets to the 20. He's at the 30. He's the front end. He comes. Close after a marathon. Young, back to throw. In trouble. He's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs. Gets away again. Goes to the 40. Gets away again. To the 35. That's back at the 30. To the 20. The 50. The 10. He died. A down 49.
2: Third down. Alex takes the snap. Alex looking down.
1: He's got And it's getting it.
3: Second down, Ryan takes the center, throws the plan to the left side, it's
1: Russell, he left the 49ers pick it, and Navarro Bowman, is redemption, Navarro Bowman running it all the way for the touchdown, no greater redemption. San Francisco 49ers, we can do whatever we
0: Click, click, boom! What's going on, Faithfuls? It's your boy Mike from the Nothing But Niners crew, and guys, we are back with another exciting one. Uh, We are here with a special guest tonight, Benjamin Albright, okay? Now, a lot of you guys already follow him on Twitter and all that. I don't need to tell you guys where to find him, but in case you don't already follow him, his Twitter handle is AlbrightNFL, all right? Make sure you guys get on over there. Uh, You can hear him on Colorado radio and things like that. He's a... uh, a Broncos insider, but he's tapped into a lot of other teams in the NFL as well. Uh, we're going to be doing this show with our guy Tony. Tony, what's going on, man? He's NJ Niner fan four nine nine. How you feeling, big dog?
2: What's up, buddy? I'm hanging in there. Um, listen, if you're not following Benjamin Albright, you need to do it now because he's the type of guy that will tell you how it is, and he doesn't sugarcoat anything. And like you know, just listen to listening to him talk on like you know a couple of uh, podcasts. He doesn't sugarcoat it. And I got mad respect for that guy. And I like the way he talks. I like the, how he tells you things. So <clears throat> if
0: you, you're not following, do it now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And this is perfect timing, guys. If many of you guys know, uh, there's there's a lot of stuff going on with the 49ers right now. There's some uh, great um, insight that Ben's going to share with us tonight. Maybe some, um, what's the word I want to use? Some uh, false allegations against the Seahawks offense in particular, that I think Ben is going to be perfect to discuss with us. So uh, let's go ahead and do our first of 2021. I'm sorry, 2022. Phone a friend, Tony. Ah, bringing back the old segment, guys, where we phone a friend. Benjamin Albright is the friend of the show that we are going to be calling. So I say, let's just go ahead and do this. Are you ready? Wait, 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 Before we do this, before we do this, before we do this. There's a, we talked about the 49ers offense and the 49ers defense and think that they can do right um and I was looking on Twitter and a lot of people are saying that they're not worried about Seattle because Seattle I mean damn it Seattle see a Russell Wilson led team in my head has got to be Seattle right they're saying they're not worried about the Broncos because the Broncos can't score is that reason to not be concerned with the team Tony
2: no you can't say that I mean listen there's a lot of talent on that team. It's a new coaching staff with a new quarterback. They got to get that time. They got to get on the same page and click. So I'm just saying, don't overlook this team. If the 49ers go in there
0: overlooking this team, it's a wrap. I agree. I completely agree. All right, we're going to do a speakerphone call here. And, Tony, if it's not loud enough, I want you to do one of these for Mm -hmm. me. All right? If it's too loud, tell me to lower it. And if the call is just right, give me that thumbs up okay all right here we go let's go ahead and phone a friend here let's see if this works let's give this thing a shot here is this going to be a successful phone Hey, Ben, this is Mike with Nothing But Niners. How are you, buddy?
3: Oh, yeah. Been one of those evenings, man. I'm doing all right.
0: Yeah, you, you got about five or ten minutes for us?
3: Yeah, I got five or ten.
0: All <laughs> right, so we are live on the air right now. First, I want to thank you for jumping on here with us. I've already told everybody who you are, where they should go and follow you, and things like that. Um, but I got to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with sports takes at all. Has anyone <laughs> ever told you that you don't sound like you look?
3: every time i hear that all the time that i don't sound anything like what i look or or what i tweet like
0: yeah yeah exactly okay all right i just wanted to make sure that it wasn't just me especially the picture you posted to any of those pants i tried to use that as the abby for today i couldn't get it to fit because it was a wide view uh, shot but man oh man that is great man Were, were those pants comfortable
3: yeah they're, they're perfectly comfortable jeans it's not like i mean they're not you know they're not even the tightest pair of jeans i own it's just uh i was having some fun with it and you know you know me i'm always trying to have some fun with it so um that's you know that, that's the thing and then, uh, then i got absolutely flamed in the locker room by 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 aaron patrick and ron darby as uh you know they, they said that uh you know the look was too fresh that i was i was you know i was trying to show up for somebody and uh they started doing the Bieber dance and it was uh, i was over at that point
0: that is awesome, man. I, lo- I love hearing about people, uh, you know, giving people a good hard time, you know, heckling things like that. It's uh, oh, totally. good fun, you know, that. and I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah. Everything's not all sunshine and rainbows for the 49ers beat writers all the time. There's some in particular that a lot of the players can't stand. So it's really good to hear that it's the opposite for you over there in Denver, man. Keep up the good work.
3: Well, you know, I mean that's that's the thing. We always uh, we try to do good work here on the Denver Beat. There are good reporters over there on the you know on the Niners beat, obviously, guys like David Lombardi, they're great guys, and then there are you know two-bit hacks like Mike Silver. So
0: There you go. Let's go. I love it. Right with the jabs, man. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I love it. And that, so my guy on here, he's Tony. I don't know if you're gonna be able to hear him. I'm gonna turn my volume up on the computer. Tony said, uh, if you guys don't follow Albright, make sure you guys get over there and do it. He said, and not just because of his uh, insider information and his knowledge, but he tells you like it is, and that's the perfect example of it. Well, that's all we
3: can do is, be, you know, is be honest. All you got is your, you know, your reputation, your word, all that kind of stuff. And you know, I had people come after me a couple of years ago saying that I was, you know, not doing that. And so I just provided all my records. Um, That's that's the best you can do is just go out there and be honest every day. And, and, and that's that, you know, uh, I I don't need to, I don't need to gin up outrage. I don't need to uh, manufacture clicks or pretend I'm something more than I am. At the end of the day, we're all just dudes talking football, right? Exactly.
0: My man. All right. So. Let's get down to it. Tony, if you have any questions, feel free to take yourself off the of mute and shoot them this way. Uh, So we're going to start with what I asked Tony about. Uh, There's a lot of people on 49ers Twitter right now saying that they're not worried about this uh, Russell Wilson-led Broncos team because they just can't score points. Now, I remember back in 2017 and even a part of 2018, the Niners were phenomenal at moving the ball between the 20s. But then when they got down in red zone or when they got down there – uh you know, in goal line scenarios, they couldn't punch it in. Is that really what's happening? Or is this team just not effective, you know, getting past the 50-yard line? No. Uh, they're the
3: number one team in the NFL in yards per drive. They're, they're number six in offense in total yardage. They're just bogging down in the red zone and, uh, and and having some issues there. And so I would say that if you were approaching this as I'm not worried about the Broncos' offense, they can't score, I don't know that I would necessarily take that approach. Um, you know, I would say the Broncos certainly haven't lived up to the hype, and that, that's something that I would, you know, and I would say I think our, our aggressive defense could probably match up well. But, you know, the Broncos, like I said, the number one in the NFL in yards per drive. They're just, they're just not finishing, so so um I think you know I think looking at uh everything that's happened right now, they're not going to forget how to move the football, but they are going to learn how to score at some point. And we better hope, if you're a Niners fan, that it's not Sunday night.
0: Yeah, no, uh I'm actually I'm personally worried about that. We did a we did a show just last night, and I asked uh Tony, I said, do you think we can have five scoring drives? And I know that you got the the Broncos put up 16 points last game, if I'm not mistaken. Um and both that, games, yes. Right. So 16 in both games with just one touchdown in each game. So that's four scoring drives that they're going on each game, right?
3: Uh, yes. However, they have had, what is it, five touchdowns taken off the board, whether that's the, the two fumbles at the one-yard line, a penalty with one taken off, uh, one where the receiver had a toenail out, uh, another penalty was one where was taken off. They've had, uh, what, two field goals, I think, negated. One of them was uh, uh one of them was the game-enter that missed, and then one of them was negated when they were dropped back into a punt due to a delay of game. They went back five yards. So it's not like they're, the opportunities are there. They've just had a cavalcade of errors early uh, that have taken those off the board. And so uh, that's the thing that I tell people. I'm like, look, you know, if you think this is going to be an easy victory, I would say there's another thing coming. I, I could definitely see a Niners win. I could see a Broncos win. But I don't think that this is going to be a blowout on either side. I think it's going to be a lot closer game than people think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you there. Uh, Tony, do you have any thoughts on that before we move on to the next uh, question for for Ben?
2: No, I, I agree 100% what he's saying. Um, and I said it before. I said that if they, if they come in, you know, you know, overconfident and overlook this team, they're going to get smoked. And you can't do that with Russell Wilson. I actually think that some of the struggles have to do with the coaching and Russell Wilson getting on the same page at sometimes I thought of. But <clears throat> they cannot overlook this team. I'm telling you right now that if they do, the Niners are walking out with a big L, and it's going to be big. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I
3: think – I think the other side, the other thing to worry about here is just the Broncos' defense is really, really good. And and that's the other thing that most people are looking at. Everybody's looking at the problems with Hackett, problems on the offense. Broncos' defense is, is good. And uh, it's as good as it's been under, under Vic Fangio outside of that first two quarters they played against Seattle. So that, that's the one thing to kind of keep your eyeball on.
0: Now, Vic's not there anymore, right? They're, are they still using the same system? They're using a 3-4 front?
3: Yeah, it's still 34, still mostly the same system where you're using, uh, you know, 2-deep or, you know, middle field open. Um, sometimes you're in C4, C6, C8. That's, that's mostly what they do. Every once in a while they'll roll over to C1 and, and run a robber, but most of the time it's, you know, most of the time it's cover 4, cover 2, 2-deep two man under is a lot of what they run. Um, they're more aggressive than Vic was, but it's still the same alignments and the same basic premise.
0: Okay. All right. Awesome. Awesome. I'm, I'm going to keep this thing moving forward. Um, they're saying that Russell Wilson doesn't quite have the same weapons that he had. He doesn't have those dynamic players like he did with Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf anymore. Um, and later on after you're after you're off the show, I'm gonna play a clip from someone who was actually in the coaching room during the preseason with the Seattle Seahawks and the players were kind of saying, you know Russell Wilson can't see uh, down the middle of the field. That's why he throws on the outside so much. Is this what you're seeing? Uh, as far as where he likes to throw the ball downfield and are they having a problem uh, making plays? I know you said that they're the top team in the league in first downs and yards per game, but are they having a problem going deep downfield right now?
3: Well, I would say the deep ball isn't where Russ wants it to be in terms of the timing, but the Broncos are the, the you know, in terms of the NFL, they have the second most 20 plus yard plays in the NFL. Um, so you know uh, the Lions are number one which I, yeah, I think that's got to be even more surprising but um, you know, yeah, I know. but it, it's I mean they're you know so they are doing all these things that's the thing it's like it's it's so weird because the narrative that, that is coming out about the Broncos right now doesn't match the tape and when you go back and you look at the tape you're like wait a minute they're doing all these things they're just messing up inside the 10 it's penalties it's it's delay of game penalties they've had four delay of game penalties over two games uh, they had two all last year uh, so you know it's it's decisiveness from the coaching staff and when to go for it when to punt when to, when to field goal those kinds of things and uh and then the fumbles you know they had two fumbles at the one back-to-back on back-to-back possessions that doesn't happen uh, last time that happened was 1987 that was scab players in the, in the strike year so uh it's just you know just things that don't happen have have kind of happened and, and have tamped down the scoring so far so they, they're, they're eventually going to start scoring and you know that'll be that'll be a whole other animal as far as Russ throwing over the middle i mean that's been the knock on his whole career he just doesn't do it um, I'm a five ten quarterback, and I can tell you, if you're back in the shotgun, you're not looking over people anyway. You're looking between the splits. Right. Uh, so I, you know, I, I tend to say that he can see the field. I see him throw over the middle of the field in practice. I don't know why he doesn't pull the trigger in games. So uh, that's that's certainly something to keep your eye on. Um, you know, Russ is kind of the anti Jimmy Garoppolo in that regard. Garoppolo only throws in breaking routes, and you know, Russ only wants to hit outside the numbers. So right,
0: and it's funny because right now uh, we're seeing a little bit of a backwards. Uh, thing from Jimmy. Now it was a small sample size, right? He only came in for you know the three quarters last week, but he hit some pretty nice passes down the field outside the numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that you guys have a little bit of a situation going on with one of your top corners there. How is that secondary looking, and what what can we expect going into this game?
3: Well, it's not full strength. I mean, you got a dinged up Sertan. He's going to play. Um, going you, to play. You, you're uh, you're missing Justin Simmons uh, back there. You got Caden Stearns um at, at the other safety outside of K-Jack. So uh, you know, it's a it's a little banged up, um, but it's still pretty effective. I mean they, they put the clamps down, not that Davis Mills is a world beater, but they put the clamps down on him pretty, pretty well. Um, you know, as it were, and that was missing Sertan for quite a bit of the game. Damari Mathis, the rookie, came in and took over for Sertan. Highly athletic, but the, but very raw. Um, so you you do lose a little something when uh, uh, when he's out there. Um, Ronald Darby probably a little underrated. Uh, really good at PBU's and uh, getting active hands. He just can't hang on to the football, and so uh, doesn't really intercept the ball very much. If Ronald Darby gets an interception on you, it's a shameful day as a quarterback. So um, you know it's it's. I think the secondary is very good. Uh, they're very talented. They're very fast. Very aggressive. But uh, you're missing a little something. If if Sertan's not full speed and and, and Simmons isn't in there, you're missing a little something
0: all right so we can expect to see him in there but no Simmons you're saying so Sertan will be in there uh Simmons is out um and Jimmy we we have to see how how he plays Jimmy likes to throw picks to linebackers we haven't seen it happen yet this year um how's the linebacking core and and, and do you think that they're going to be able to do anything uh maybe some disguises against Jimmy Garoppolo you guys are going to have four of them out there at all times so how do you think that goes
3: Yeah, it's less of a 3-4 and more of a 5-2. So Randy Gregory and uh, and Bradley Chubb be coming downhill. Baron Browning will spell those, and he's played some inside backers, so there's some packages where he lines up inside and kind of the Micah Parsons role and comes downhill. Um, But overall, the linebacking core, mostly athletic. You're going to see Josie Jewell in this game finally. He's been out most of the most of the uh, preseason and season so far, but he'll be back. Uh, he's a run funnel guy, sure tackler, but the athletic profile is limited. Uh, Alex Singleton, I think, you know, most people in the NFC should know, he used to play for the Eagles. It's mm-hmm. uh, good sideline to sideline guy coming downhill. You really don't want him going away from the ball. And then you've got Jonas Griffith, uh, who's probably the most athletic linebacker, young guy. Um, you know, he can go away from the ball a little bit, but still a little raw. What you're going to see is a combination of stuff because we know Kittle's going to play. Griffith will be lined on, uh, up on him at times and then at times they'll bring in the third safety, which is PJ Locke, uh, and he will uh, he will cover
0: George Kittle as well. Okay, all right, uh, Tony. Again, did you have any questions for him before uh, before we move on here? Ben, how are they versed to run?
3: Well, um, you know, they're they're, they're pretty good. Uh, The best run defender is Josie Jewell's been out. They've been pretty good about that. Uh, I thought they did a pretty good job against, uh, you know, the Seattle rushing attack in in week one and then, you know, against the Houston and Damian Pierce uh, kind of in week two. I don't think they've really had a test uh, as far as, a great offensive line, like what the Niners bring to the table, and the great blocking. You know, they, it Shanahan loves to scheme up those run fits to give himself an extra blocker, suck one of those safeties down up in the box, and then beat you with speed over the top. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a problem, I think, for the Broncos. You know, they've, they've done well with the uh, the schemes that they've been up against, but you know, going up against the 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 offensive line of the, the Seahawks and the offensive line of the Texans, neither one of those are particularly good, uh, and so that's you know that, that presents a different problem. Whereas you've got two tackles, I think, that are pretty good, and McGlinchey, and, and of course Trent, Trent's all world. Um, you know, McGlinchey—he can be beat by athletic guys. He's going to have his handful with Randy Gregory, who's a speed guy. Um, so I think if the Broncos are, are looking for an attack point, that's the attack point. Yeah. Uh, but you—you you should be able to run the ball, you know, pretty effectively with the way that Shanahan schemes it up. The question is, how much can you sustain that, and can you hit the big plays when you need them?
2: Got you. And just, I, I got one more from my end because I know you got to run soon. But how is this defense versus teams with a ton of pre snap motion and stuff like that? Are they, do they play at a high discipline level where they're true to their keys or do they like, you know, try to guess <clears throat> and potentially jump in routes or shift in late to answer the pre, uh, respond to the pre snap motions, which Kyle Shanahan loves to do? a ton of it. So do you think that's going to be a big test for this defense or do you think they're, you know, sound enough to handle that?
3: Well, I think they're very sad. I think that's their strength In fact, I wish they'd gamble a little more um, yeah. that, That's the thing Is that they are They are pretty disciplined When it comes to that And the base is really Too deep man under So uh, you're going to see yeah. guys Moving with guys uh, As far as that goes The area I would say Is most exploitable With that pre snap motion Would be the linebacking core um, okay. Like I said Alex Singleton Is not much going away From the ball uh, Josie Jewell And that limited athletic profile If he gets sucked in on something It's toast Because he doesn't have The recovery speed um, So, you know Jonas is the only one That's really got The recovery speed there So, uh, you know I say the linebacker and court course probably most susceptible, and one name I haven't really talked about, Draymond Jones, uh, who's been uh, kind of a force up there on the defensive line. He's got mm-hmm. a little bit of a neck injury, he may or may not go in this one. So, both of our teams could be missing some premier defensive tackles in this one. You guys, Derrick Armstead, and us with Draymond Jones, if uh, if they don't heal up,
0: right. yeah, <laughs> excuse me. Speaking of defensive tackles, you guys have a nose tackle over there, uh, <laughs> DJ Jones, man. And I, I have to ask you this question, by the way, if you see DJ, tell him, Mike from Nothing But Niner says, What's up? That is I my lie, uh, but this guy is i think he could be a big difference in this game here the niners pride themselves on the run game right now we're averaging what like 180 yards it feels like on the ground that's not exactly what it is by the way but we're running the ball really well we're controlling the clock with it and dj jones knows this team's run scheme and design uh i think he could be a major factor here how is he looking for you guys this year and what do you expect from him in this game
3: He's looked pretty good, um, and that's what they needed was somebody to plug the runs. Um, that that was the problem last year. You could run on the Broncos after Mike Purcell went down. Now they've got DJ. They've got a healthy Mike Purcell uh, who might plug in for Draymond Jones and give you more beef along that along that line in this particular game. Um, he's looked pretty good. I love it. Uh, you know, he's a fun guy to talk to. Uh, especially enjoy the fact that he's got all his barbecue sauces. He likes to, <laughs> uh, you know, likes to, likes to pass along so that always makes us a good eating. But uh, no, he's, he's not the only 49ers defender we acquired over the offseason. k Kwan Williams as well, um, who's who's really. Really renowned, I think, is a, a corner for his ability to, to play those run fits. So, um, you know, those two guys have really kind of helped shore up a weakness in this defense, which was exploitable by the run. And now uh, they, they've gotten a lot better about it. Are they perfect? No, uh, they, there's work to do. But those two guys certainly have helped.
0: Have you noticed the weakness in K1 Williams's game You're covering <laughs> the downfield routes a little bit uh, more? You know, that was he—he he was phenomenal. I mean, absolutely phenomenal in run support. Uh, anything that was in front of him, short passes and things like that. Kwon was probably the best in the business at that, even last year. But man, oh man, once he had to turn around and run, I was like sitting there pulling my beer, just please. please it was the slot, f- f- the slot fade that kills him. Yeah so
3: yeah and that, we've seen that we've seen that a little bit he's he is exploitable <laughs> there uh, he's still exploitable there um they kind of set him up um yeah, to be in a better position by bringing one of the safeties in as a linebacker a lot of three safety packages for the broncos when they bring that third safety in what that means is kwan might cheat like he's coming in but really he's going back and uh he's getting a jump on the on the route that way and that way you've got a safety that can play that run fit up there as
0: a as a, as a db nice nice tony did you have any other questions uh for ben before we let him go he's been on for of time yeah, too, too much of his time. Long. But just real quick,
2: I'm putting money that Darby gets a pick off of Jimmy Garoppolo this week. Just saying.
3: So. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man! Well, Ron was one of the guys flaming me for those jeans in the locker room. So if he gets a pick, I'm uh, I'm telling him you guys called it. Let me
1: ask
0: you this: you you have your ear to the street a little bit better than I do, or uh, well, a lot better than I do. Uh, what is the what is the national perception of Jimmy Garoppolo, honestly? He's uh,
3: he's kind of just a guy. I mean, you can you can win with him if you got enough talent around him and, and everything goes right, you can win with him. But he's never carrying you. And we saw that in the Super Bowl. It's not about that missed throw to Emmanuel Sanders. It's about the other throws he missed in that game that he that he could have clinched it. Um, the third down throws, you know, the sideline stuff, those kinds of things. He's not a guy that's capable of carrying a team. Just doesn't have the tools. Um, now I saw last week I saw some more zip on throws than I've seen from him in a while, and that's got to be uh, that's got to be encouraging for Niners fans. He's a capable quarterback. You can win with him. They can win. He's shown that he can win in the scheme. But uh, when you need him to pick you up and carry you. I don't know if he's capable
0: of it. Very good. That's good. That's exactly what I wanted to know, man. It was we sat back and watched so many guys get signed. Marcus Mariota, um, you know, the trade for Sam Darnold, uh, the, the other trade for uh uh what's my man's name from that they all the uh oh,
1: Baker yeah, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield.
0: Yeah, Baker Mayfield. You see wow. Jacoby Brissett get picked up by the brand. Like we see all these other guys go away. Um, Matt Ryan makes the transition over to Indy and I'm like is Jimmy worse than all of these guys I, I like how how do you feel about all that I know that you didn't have a vested interest in it like we do but is was Jimmy Garoppolo worse than all of those guys that got moved and he stayed here
3: well, worse is a relative term. I mean, the the deal with Jimmy Garoppolo is nobody was going to give up huge draft picks and take on that salary for a guy that's really, you know, kind of a stopgap. You know, um, and so that that's really kind of the thing. Is like, mm. Jimmy Garoppolo is a good stopgap, but he's still a stopgap. And so uh, you're not taking on twenty five million in salary. You're not. You're not trading you know, multiple picks for a guy that you're not going to re-sign to a huge deal. And they just, nobody was going to do that. So, um, you know, I think that was the problem. There was no market for Garoppolo. It's not, that he's not a good quarterback or a capable starter. It's just the needs that people have. Nobody wanted to pay big money and give up draft picks for a guy that uh, frankly is going to be there until you find the guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right, Ben, I want to thank you so much for your time. Uh, we talked a lot about both sides of the ball here. Uh, do you, if I'm not going to ask you for a prediction or anything like that, but uh, something that you think is going to happen. I know you're a betting guy. I know you have your lines and things like that. Is there anything you think like is going to happen in this game? Like Russell Wilson, two touchdowns and one <laughs> interception or anything? Anything like crazy you see happening or you think might happen in this game?
3: Uh, I think Javante's going to have a big day catching the ball Because I think they're going to try to screen uh, They're going to try to screen that defensive line And that pass rush from Bosa um, So I think they're going to screen at him a lot And I think that uh, he'll have a big day catching the ball At least a lot of receptions, I don't know about Yardage um, I think you guys You guys will sneak check out on a wheel at some point And they, it's going to absolutely bust the the Broncos coverage Because uh, you're probably going to have Jewel on check Juszczyk And checks a better athlete And a lot faster So uh, if you get that backside fullback wheel going uh, Which you know Shanahan likes to sneak in I think you could be in for a big day
0: My man is tapped in. Ben, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate your time. Is there anything you want to let the listeners and viewers know right now somewhere to follow you? Or even if you have something special that you're doing a charity that you're a part of or anything, uh, then the floor is yours for that now.
3: Um. Well, you can unfollow me at Albright NFL. It's a dumpster fire. I wouldn't follow me. Um, <laughs> as far as uh, charity stuff, Paralyzed Veterans of America, I was, uh, they're a big charity I like to donate to. So uh, anything we can give back to, you know, our vets who gave something uh, that are sitting there paralyzed now or, or sitting there losing limbs, stuff like that, anytime we can give back to them, I always like that.
0: All right, Paralyzed Veterans of America, guys, in Albright NFL. Ben, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, man. You have a great evening. Absolutely, guys, anytime. All right, thanks. Thanks, Ben. All right, so guys, man, that does it for the Ben Albright segment. Now, Tony, let's just do a quick recap. Was there any surprises there with anything that he said? Uh, he seems to be pretty knowledgeable about both sides of the of this of this ball here uh, for both teams. Uh, what kind of what any any surprises from anything that he said or any big takeaways? No, I mean,
2: listen, and that's why I said it's important to follow him. He's ve- he's a very knowledgeable guy who doesn't sugarcoat shit. He just told you, unfollow me at, you know, Ben Albright, whatever. It's a dumpster fire. He don't sit there and just say things just to say things. He's legit. If he's saying like, you know, like what I wanted to ask him, but I I felt bad because he literally sounded like he was in the middle of something. And um he said, what the hell? I, I wanted to ask him about Fangio because he's the one who originally broke the Fangio information, and it was reported two weeks ago that Fangio has been lurking around the 49ers camp. So I just want to see if he had any more intel on that. But other than that, like he is seriously a great follow, he's very knowledgeable. He knows our he knows our team better than some of the fan base knows this team. Like the matchup of one-on-one of Juice versus their their linebacker who's not a fast linebacker. That's a given. But the question is, can the throw be completed? Can it can, can Jimmy make the throw? And, you know, I was just joking about the whole Darby thing because what he said was Darby can't catch, blah, blah, blah. And I saw Mo's in here actually say, watch, he's going to get picked. So I had to say that just because of Moze said it, and then he said it. So I said, fuck it, I'm going to put some money on Darby getting a pick. It is what it is. Obviously, I'm not going to do that, but I just wanted to get that out there because, I mean, he's a straightforward guy, and I like him. I respect him, and he does great work, and I would love to have him on again. But he's pretty – he's very knowledgeable of that team. And he's very knowledgeable of other teams as well. So it's it was a great what
0: 15 minutes we did with him, 15, 20 minutes, maybe. Probably, probably 20, 25 minutes. Uh we, we, we had him on for a while. Uh he wanted to come on video, but our time frames didn't work out when he was available on video. Uh I wasn't quite ready. And he's in he's in mountain time, so he's he's two hours behind us, Tony. So uh he wanted to go at six. I couldn't quite do it at six, so Uh, We had to kind of just shake things up a little bit, but he was still willing. I said, I tell you what, man, forget video. Can you just do a phone call? And he said, Mike, I got you, man. No problem. So uh, phone a friend segment, the first one of the 2022 NFL season. It was uh, special guest Benjamin Albright. You guys, again, go over and follow him, Albright NFL. And despite what he says, I'm going to tell you guys straight up, it is very much worth your time, all right? And yes, Callie is absolutely right, man. He started the show by throwing a jab at silver man that is personal and see the messy part of me let me tell you guys about me right now the messy part of me tony i wanted to get into that i really took nice. the private chat too by the way check the private chat tony uh i i wanted to get into that i wanted to sit here and be like oh well wh- what is your beef with silver like wh- where did this come from what does it stem from and how do we settle this but i didn't you know th- i knew he was pressed for time and i didn't want to uh you know but everything in me my core my soul was like Mike, if you get him to say the right thing right now, this podcast takes off. But I had to let it go. I had to step back and let it go. I wanted to be professional also. I didn't want to be sloppy. But Callie, you were absolutely right, man. That was uh that was definitely something that caught my attention, you know. Um just again, guys, go ahead.
2: Just one thing, it's a little off topic. I saw everyone in here asking me what I'm eating. I was eating sushi and I I didn't say anything yesterday, but I actually have COVID and I can't taste shit. But I will tell you this, something just weird. Wasabi. Very weird. Tell me you taste the wasabi. I my mouth went on fire, but I couldn't taste it. It was the oh. weirdest thing in the world. And I hate wasabi. Like I hate it. It's so hot. I don't even eat it. But it was like on the corner because the way they wrapped it, it was rubbing it. So I just picked it up and ate it. I was like, damn, I can't taste shit, but my mouth's on fucking fire right
0: now. <laughs> I love, I love wasabi. There's something called wasabi sauce. I take, I take like the little ball, it's almost like a clay. Right. And I take it and I put it in. They give you a little cup of like the soy sauce or whatever it is. And I put the wasabi in there and I like make it like almost like a sauce. And I dip my sushi in there Um, and people are telling me, oh, if you like that, you should try wasabi sauce. Apparently it's a thing. I haven't tried it before, but that is on my list for me to go out and get. And yes, Des, we are going to wrap this up because I do want to see the Shakur Stevenson fight. I heard he didn't make weight, man. So uh, that, that's a big concern there if he didn't make weight. But I am going to get out of here and go watch this fight. I'm actually going to stay out here and have a cigar. But before we do, Tony, we already uh, previewed the, the Seahawks game and we wanted to get Ben Albright's perspective. He said he could see a win for either team on either side. Uh, but Eric Davis, Eric Davis dropped a, a podcast this week on his Believe in 49ers. It came out less than 24 hours ago. And I don't know if you guys heard it or not, but he said something in this interview or this podcast that I thought every 49ers fan should hear. And I did ask Benjamin Albright about this Tony. I don't did you did you get a chance to hear it or no? No. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be great. I can't wait for you to freaking hear this. I'm going to turn my volume up all the way. I want you to hear this and you have to give me your thoughts on what uh Eric Davis says here about Russell Wilson and uh what happened when he got to camp in Seattle. Now those guys are well aware Eric Davis is a 49ers great, played for the Panthers also. I think he had a season with the Lions as well if I'm not mistaken, maybe two, but that's not what he was known for. It was absolutely uh all here with the San Francisco 49ers where he really got his claim to fame. Uh but Tony, listen to this. We're going to break this down afterwards and then we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up, okay? This is this bad? You tell me.
1: Like, obviously, very spirited and, and – oh, Well, Seattle knows Russell. And they, they and, know Russell. You know, they, they know I, Russell. I, I was there doing training camp. I can – I can did the whole game plan, we're like, what they were doing. They they knew what Russell wanted to look at, which goes into this game with the Niners. They knew, they knew how to make him believe that he's going to have the deep ball because that's what he wants. They knew that he can't throw the ball down the middle of the field. This comes directly even from his receivers. Tyler Lockett, Tyler Lockett came to me and asked me, he was like, why did the Niners let us throw the ball outside? And I was like, what do you mean? He, he was like, whenever we played the Niners, they would always allow us, they put us in position to where they could, we could run routes outside the numbers or they'd let us have the deep balls down the sideline. And he said, Russell, and he, was, and he was like, we would just sit there and we would expect them to try and take it away and they never would. And they were like, because Russell can't throw the ball down the middle of the field. And they were like <laughs> Tyler Lockett said, he was like, E, I was, I'm literally having this conversation with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. He was like, E, he can't see. Like, he, he literally can't see down the middle of the field. Like, we get mad when we're playing a team and they take away the, the outside because we're telling them we can run inside routes. We can run the fours. We can run sixes. We can run it. He's he, like, he can't. He, he'll go to the sideline and tell the coach it's not open. And you're like, well, it's wide open because he can't see it. So all of these things, Seattle already knew. So they were like, we're not going to let Russell beat us doing this. We're going to make him do this. The other thing, they know.
0: Let's stop there. Seattle, a team that knows Russell Wilson, said we're going to force him to throw the ball down the middle, take away everything from the outside. Ben Albright said, yes, he did confirm. We have seen this happening here in practice. Tony, we go out. We get Chevarius Ward. We have Emmanuel Mosley back. Everyone is loving Hufunga right now. Do the Niners take away the outside in this game and force Russell Wilson to throw where he can't see? Is I this think part so. of the game
2: I think so, and I think that's why they did what they did. They got two physical corners on the outside. Two physical corners on the outside, and it's not. Hold on, let me re- let me re- reiterate something. It's not. If you look at the game plan last week, they were all over those receivers outside. Those guys weren't running free like they were in previous seasons with um, what the hell is his name? Josh Norman and, and whoever they trotted out, Drake, Kirk, Patrick. You know, teams feasted versus those guys. Excuse me. Um, but I will tell you this. It was hard for DK last week. It was hard for uh, Lockett last week. On the uh, outside, because they, were, they, they weren't they were giving it up. They played off, but they weren't let, letting him get free is what I'm trying to say. They were always in their hip pocket, you know, playing physical in that aspect. But I just feel, and in the throw in the middle of the field where DK ran that in-breaking, and, and what's his name just jumped it and totally jumped it and made a phenomenal play, and they actually wound up calling the flag on Mosley. But I do think the 49ers made moves to do that. You know, they're facing Wilson week three, and, you know, it's not so much with Seattle anymore, but I think that will be the game plan. And, I, you know, and I asked – I wanted to ask Benjamin this with their offensive line. I didn't want to get I, – I, like I said, I felt bad. The guy sounded like he was in the middle of something. I didn't want to hold him any longer than what we did, but I do agree with him with the Javante Williams matchup with the screen game. I think they're going to screen the shit out of the Niners or slow them down. And that's the only way you could slow them down. But I still do think the Niners are going to cause havoc in that backfield because Russell's not as he, – he he's become a more pocket guy. I do think he can still create a little bit with his feet, but it's not at the level in previous seasons with Seattle. Like he used to run around and run circles and wait and, like, you know, just take off and he does that little – like, you know, when he runs out of bounds, he sticks the ball out. Like, that. I hate that, but whatever. Um they have to still keep an eye on them, but I do think the Niners could have success versus their lo- offensive line. But they, the linebackers have to play very disciplined. Like, if they start sensing that they're going to sc- use that screen game, and Javante had what, 11 catches? I forgot versus, I think, Seattle? Or was it last week he had 11 catches? The running back.
0: I'm, I'm looking it up now.
2: I think it might have been versus Seattle. And, you know, I, I just feel – they could have success with this defensive line.
0: He had uh his stats here. Here we go. Uh Texans and Seahawks. Oh wait, that's rushing. Show me what the heck. Where's? All right, let me go to receiving. Sorry, let me let me click a different link here. Here we go. Regular season stats. Uh receptions he had 12 against uh Houston. Okay. Was it Houston? Oh, no. It says September. What am I looking at here? Receiving. Here it is right here. I'm sorry. It was 11 against Seattle. Yeah, it was 11 receptions against Seattle. he He's wow. going gone big this week, boys. Yeah, but he only had 65 yards. You ain't even looking at the screen. Oh, I, I'm not looking. I'm, I'm sorry. Ah. <laughs> I see you, baby. Let's go. Good luck for the 49ers on Sunday. What's up? What's yeah. Up? Let's do it, baby. Let's do it. I honestly
2: Um, feel I I do. I think the Niners had at the second level, I think they're going to have to play very, very like sound assignment, football assignment game. Like they have to be on their cues. Like, you know, they have to be on their keys because, like I said, to slow Bosa down, they're going to screen him. They're going to chip him. They're going to, you know, crack him. They're going to do everything to slow him down. And, I honestly am wondering if potentially – if Armstead doesn't go, right, just hear me out. It's it, He hasn't practiced all week. He's listed as questionable. So I kind of think that's he's – it's safe to say he's probably about an 85% chance not to play, maybe 90. I wonder if they're going to throw K- Kamiko Torrey on the active roster and – use him as speed coming off the edge as well to really put pressure on the Broncos' offensive line. Listen, not serious reps, but, I mean, you know, to give Bosa a break, to give, you know, whoever the opposite end is, whether it's Ebukom, uh or it's uh, Omenihue or it's Jackson, just to keep the pressure coming is basically what I'm saying.
0: I like it i like it man and and, and kamoko is a, someone who can back up also as a lineman he's got better feet than most uh linemen in the nfl he can he almost like i said he looks like a linebacker I Was watching him in the preseason how much he was getting used and i was like damn, like he's out there moving around like a linebacker too so uh i i like it man you know and we'll, we'll have to see what happens here um i i don't have much else for tonight's episode we wanted to get ben albright on uh we've been on for almost 45 minutes now um this, this game, man, I, I don't feel any less confident here, but I will say this. They've scored 16 points in both games. That's four scoring possessions in each game. It's not counting turnovers. That's not counting, you know, just some bad calls. Ben talked about what I think he said five touchdowns turned over in the red zone in just two games. They're hungry. They're high-powered, and they're ready to score. Think about that for a second, right? Mm-hmm. They're averaging 16 points a game. You give them just three of those touchdowns. That's 21. You split that up. You're adding over 10 and a half. You're adding 10 and a half points to their season average. Average. Right. Now all of a sudden they're averaging, you know, 26 and a half points a game. Guys, this is a this is a good team. They're it a is. good team. They just have to get some stuff together. But this is a good team. And uh I think we might have our hands full here. So we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, good defense and an offense that can move the ball. And again, we've been there. I don't know why we're so quick to forget. Do you remember when people were saying we couldn't score in the red zone? When Shanahan first got here, it was like mm-hmm. a big to do. It was a really, really big to do. And then when we turned it around and started actually improving, people were like, yeah, we'll see how it ends up at the end of the season. We didn't want to believe it through the first two, three weeks. We didn't want to believe it through the first eight weeks. You know what I'm saying? It was like, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And Niners ended up actually really just flipping a switch there. Um, Anything else you want to leave the people with before we get out of here, man? No, I'm good. I'm good. I I still can't believe Eric Davis not only said that, but named the players that told him that. You know, that were like, why did the Niners give us the middle of the field? I mean, the, the outside. that Russ can't see the middle. Because th- that last year, the outside was the weakest. I don't think they wanted to give it to him. but I just think – you know? No, he said, he said, every time we play the Niners, blah, 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 blah. And he's right. How many times do you remember Russell Wilson just standing back there and firing a rainbow ball to the outside, bro? It was never in the middle of the field. He's absolutely right. It was always to the outside. Yeah. Well, I don't know, buddy. I was trying to understand this question here from Big Daddy Niners, but Mike and Tony, what was through on the dolphins game i if you type that again for me let me know uh what you're what you're asking there let me see if there's any other questions that we missed oh we had a super chat in here i'm so sorry sean we had a super chat in here because you guys think kyle was pissed at grant for asking about practice squad jimmy i'm saying practice squad jimmy i don't care what y'all say jimmy's throws uh you guys think he'll open up the throws be blessed fam um and some of you guys might not know what he's talking about there. Um, so let me play the actual clip. Kyle had a very short presser today. I think they asked him a total of like six questions. It was the, one of the fastest pressers ever, man. He was only he only answered uh, five questions there. Uh, but I will go ahead and play this for you guys so you can see it now. Uh, this is what Sean is talking about. Let me take the banner off. Boom. Your screen and Chrome tab. That one, here we go. Game
1: than every game. So, yesterday, Jimmy yes, was talking, Jimmy was talking to to he felt more freedom on the field on Sunday than he'd felt since 2017. He said freedom's important, it makes him feel confident. I asked him, Do you anticipate to have that the rest of the season? He says, it's A good question for you. So, I'm asking, What does that mean? Do you know what he means by that? And is that something he's earned more of at this stage in his career?
3: You'd have to ask him what he meant by that. There was no difference in that game than every game. So you can ask him from that. It's probably just going in when the game plans for someone else and just coming off and winging it and going with it. That's what I would guess, but it sounds like it's a question for him.
1: Yesterday, Jimmy was talking. He said he felt more freedom on the field on Sunday than he would felt since.
0: All right. So first question is, do you think that Kyle was pissed or even bothered by Grant asking this question?
2: I think any question Grant asks him, he's bothered. And I think it goes for the same for the players. I mean, you know, listen, Grant's got a job to do. He's the only one that really presses like that. But I, I clearly think in this instance, it's going to become an issue between Kyle and Jimmy. And I don't know if that's his exact uh, – his exact – what's the word I'm looking for? Intent. That's his intent to do this, to try to put a rift between them. But, objective. I just don't understand why, like, he would do that. Like, you knew damn well he was trying to get. He's trying to pin Jimmy against Kyle, right, and vice versa. And well, I mean, listen. Oh, well, he said to ask you. But what? I mean, why he said you-
0: it in the tweet. Yeah, when he talked to Jimmy yesterday, he t- he he tweeted it with shots fired. Today, he tweeted it again with shots fired as if they're throwing jabs at each other. Uh, when I think that those guys are just answering the question, but, you know, i don't know uh to, an- to answer his question though like you said you think he's pissed anytime grant asked a question uh i don't think he was pissed by this one i think kyle's starting to get this whole like i'm just gonna make you look silly when i answer the question yeah i think i th- so i don't think he's pissed i think he's now like just kind of being like a a, a child like i know you are but what am i uh but <laughs> the second the second half of this question is actually really yeah,
3: what am i
0: <laughs> right Uh, Sean says, you guys think he'll open up the throws? Will the playbook be opened up a little bit more? Will we see Jimmy let it rip some more in this game here, Tony? What do you think? I think Jimmy's going to have to prove it, and then Kyle will do it.
2: You understand what I'm trying to say? And listen, everyone can to
0: one or the other. So you're saying that at some point Jimmy's going to have to go against what Kyle is saying and let one rip? He's got to call it for Jimmy to do it. No, I I think Kyle will give him – I
2: I will think Kyle will give him an opportunity. I think Kyle will have to give him an opportunity to keep the defense honest, right? They have to try to do something to – because you know what's going to start happening. It's going to be all over again, coming up and coming in. And I think he's going to have to make an attempt. But, like, everyone got a little excited with the pass to Dwelly. Well, Dwelly was wide open. Dwelly was wide open. It was a good throw. It was actually where it needed to be. But if you go back and you look at the other throw, like the throw to Ayuk, if that defender had his head turned, that's a pick in the end zone because Ayuk's hand actually went under the defender, and he actually almost caught it. So if that defender turned his head, that's a pick. So now the expectation goes, oh, he's he's launching it all over the field, and it goes like this. All ah, right, we're coming back down to reality. Um. So listen, I, I would like to see him. Hopefully, with the the surgery on the shoulder, maybe he has a little more zip. Maybe he's got a little more strength. Maybe it could help him. But I, I just think it's going to be thirty to thirty-five rushing attempts, play action off of that. You know, if the run game has success, you, th- th- there's going to be openings in the middle of the field. Right? This is what Kyle. That's what Kyle calls those plays with Jimmy, because he knows A. That's his strength, and they know B. If the run game's there. Damn right, I did. No, actually, I didn't because the logo's not the logo's on the side, I didn't fold it that great. <laughs> what about the back shoulder fade that I you dropped? I don't remember that one. Do you remember that one?
0: Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, that was on the left sideline. I IU- uh, he came down with it. I think it was a third or fourth down, something like that. It was it was a it was a possession ball, uh, and it hit both hands. He was landed on the ground and was like shit, and he jumped back up. It was deep down the left sideline. I'm pretty sure it was the left side, 90% sure. It was, it was to the offensive left, uh, and it was it was a beautiful ball. It was a really really beautiful ball. Right, like let's let's talk about this for a second. Right, he had the surgery. Those arms probably
2: good. Strengths probably there. Now. Him throwing the ball down the field is not an issue. I think every quarterback can throw the ball deep. The question is, where does it come down? Is it in the perfect spot? Is it going to be short? Is it going to be an overthrow? Is it going to be you know, thrown out of bounds? Or is it going to be put in a place where only the wide receiver can make a catch and that's it? Or is it going to be one of those balls that drop in the wrong spot? Where they it goes inside instead of outside. Like, The consistency of the ball placement is what the issue is with Jimmy Garoppolo on the deep routes. In the middle of the field, like, you know, on those quick releases, he's pretty good with that. I mean, there's a couple that go high on him, um, and there's a couple that, you know, go too far on front. But 99%, 95% of the time, he's pretty good in that comfort zone. But. I mean, I, I don't know. I just think it's gonna be boring, guys. I don't think it's gonna be fireworks. I think it's gonna be ground and pound and give you and take what the give the defense gives you in the pass game. That's what I think it's gonna be.
0: All right. Okay. All right. Uh I think it's time to get up out of here, man. I think it's time to go. Um <laughs> be able not break a thousand yards like we anticipated we'll get gray maybe all right yeah i don't think there's much else to discuss guys we have another show to bring you guys later on this week on sunday before the game an hour before kickoff uh, right as the 4 p.m games are ending we will be going live to preview the game and then we'll have the party on patreon i can't wait to have it over there uh thank you guys for checking us out tonight thank you guys for tuning in you guys have been nothing but phenomenal keep up the great uh work for you guys and tony thank you for jumping in here i appreciate it in the middle of your sushi dinner man i'm sorry uh but hopefully you enjoyed it man um i know you said you couldn't taste it except the flames right only felt the heat but i I got pure
2: heat pure heat bro it was like
0: can't even imagine what that's like, man. That's nice. Oh, my God. I, I, I
2: didn't taste nothing, but I just felt the heat in my mouth. It was the weirdest fucking thing in the world,
0: but whatever. That's crazy. All right, man. We're going to get up out of here. Let's go home, man. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. We're out of here, guys.
1: One. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up.
0: Niners. niners We nothing,
2: nothing but niners. niners We nothing, nothing but niners. Niners. niners We nothing yeah, but We the Mothin' Niners